Yeah, well, I'm interested in hearing it too because I do like efficiency strategies, but I do live in a very distractible world as a homeschool mom. My kids are in my face a lot in a good way. So I'm interested to hear how you do this, managing multiple businesses with work from home spouse. We've got a lot of the cows, the pigs, all the distractions. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Brands at Book Show, where we help creative service-based businesses build their brands and find more clients. I'm your host, Davey Jones. If you've listened to the podcast for any significant amount of time, you know that my systems for organization and productivity have evolved. So in an episode like this, where I'm sharing my three-step, five-minute system for staying as productive as possible, I'm not trying to sell anyone on committing to a specific system. But hopefully, if you're listening and thinking that you could really use some more structure in your day that allows for efficiency, then maybe this episode helps you come up with your own system, or maybe there's a part of my system that you can appropriate into your own. A few things that I want to note at the outset, some of these ideas have come from Michael Hyatt's planner and book, which I link to in the show notes. And unsurprisingly, I talk about one of the few tools that has stood the test of time. It's called To Do, and it's spelled T-E-U-X-D-E-U-X. It's awesome. Highly recommend that you check it out. I've been using this system for, you know, I would say the better part of a year, and it's been awesome. And it's really allowed me to organize my time in a way where I'm focusing on those things that are most important. I hope you find this helpful. Be sure to check out the show notes at DaveyandKrista.com for the resources that we mentioned in the episode. And as always, we want to hear from you. Let us know what kind of content you'd like to see on the Brandset Book Podcast as we move forward. To leave your feedback, just send us a DM on Instagram at Davey and Krista. Now, on to the episode. All right, Vanessa, we have chatted in the past before about planning your day, efficiency, productivity. In the past, I've had you answer the question about whether you're a digital planner or a paper planner. Has that answer changed at all? It has changed. I think, you know, I'm a mom of three kids and they're older. They're not older kids, but they're middle school age. And so they have a lot of activities. And so I've switched to basically having a kind of like central calendar, like basically Google calendar, because my husband can add to it. We can have sports events. We can have my work stuff, my personal stuff. And I realized by having a paper planner, I was always missing on those parts because my husband would add to it. So I've now switched. I used to have a paper planner like a week and a glance or a day and a glance. Now I do Google Cal and then I write down my bullet points for the week, if that makes sense. Okay. So just bullet journal. 
and I cross them off as I do them. And I found that that I'm more successful that way because I'm not missing the personal part of my life. The work Mm -hmm. part was on there, but the personal was missing. So I've kind of changed. I also need to access things in my phone a lot where I'm like, what time is this event? And it's easier to look at my Google call. So welcome welcome to 2021, 2022. (laughs) Exactly. I was using that old method very successfully all throughout college, but I've never been a big phone person. And now I'm just having to rely on it more. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny you say that I've been thinking lately about how I can get rid of my phone. That's been the problem that I've been trying to solve. So if you're listening and you found a way where you can just basically get rid of your phone and still operate, let me know. And I know this sounds like a ridiculous thing, but I mean, we just use our phone for so much, right? I mean, even if it's like you're out and, you know, a spouse can get in touch with you or like you said, I mean, just in terms of like staying organized or, or what I found is just like the random Google search, like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't know about that. Let me check, you know, but I'm really trying to figure out how I can, I've thought about maybe getting a second phone. That's really just like a, a personal you know, like this is my personal phone. It's going to have very limited, like it's not going to have any social media on it. And mm. this is what I carry around. And then during work hours, I can go on my other phone for work related things, I guess. Okay, I don't I know. I'm trying thought. to solve this issue. I yeah. have a funny thought because I, you know, a lot of people, productivity people will be like, put your phone like deep work put your phone in a drawer and leave it there. So I started to do that. And what was happening is my husband was trying to contact me. So he would call me on the Alexa, which is like in our kitchen right behind me. And he's like, Vanessa, Vanessa. And I realized like, I can't, I don't know if maybe if I was single or we all worked in this and my husband was working from home, but like, there are so many things that I have to respond to throughout the day that leaving my phone was actually in some ways could have been dangerous. Like what if, sure there's a medical issue and your yeah. husband can't reach you on your Alexa. So I feel, yeah, I will say though, as we approach the age, we're still years away of thinking about phones for our kids. I really don't want them to have a phone that does anything other than text and call. And sometimes I do leave my phone at home and I realize if there's an emergency, there are a million people around me that I could call, you know, yeah, you know, like back when people just had house phones, like they survived emergencies with, you know, but anyways, yeah, I mean, (laughs) there are phones that have been rolled out. I can't remember the name of it, but there's a phone that's made, like it's meant to be a distractionless phone that can hook up to like something like a work phone. Should you need to forward calls, things like that during different times of the day, but it's like meant to be like your distractionless phone. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I've thought about things like that, but it just, I haven't come to anything where I'm like, oh, that's definitely going to work. That's definitely going to eliminate the problem. Social media is something else. Like obviously for Till, especially we're running Facebook and Instagram ads. So I can't just get rid of my Facebook account. Right. But at the same time, I'm thinking like, what if I unfriended everybody? Right. And Again, this sounds this sounds harsh. This would be nothing personal against anybody, but basically, there'd be no reason to go on Facebook or Instagram outside of okay, I have something work related to do, and so I'm going to go do it. You know, but I just think you know connectedness. It's like destroying my soul. <laughs> well, yeah, connectedness online versus connecting with the people in your life for sure. I will yeah. say this is not sponsored, but you should look into this phone called Pinwheel. Again, thinking about phones for kids. There's uh-huh. some way where a master account, so maybe that's Krista or someone who can take away certain things from you. And there might be a way that like on weekends, it takes away certain apps. Krista so would love there. that. Krista <laughs> would love that because we joke, Krista, you know, she acts like, 
she's my mom. You know, like, yeah. even when it's eating, like, Davey, stop snacking, Davey, stop snacking. I'm like, what? Who are you? Like, I'm an adult, you know, like, you talking to Jack right now? But yeah, so this is a good segue in because what we're talking about, I have for myself, just out of need, had to come up with a system for organization, having three different businesses and you know, just a lot of commitments in life, you know, that are not business related and figuring out a way that I can function during the day. And what I've come up with is pretty exciting. I've been using it for a couple months now. And I just think it's really sort of like, it's one of those things where I'm like, man, if I was doing this since the time I was 21, I would be, you know, who knows where I'd be right now. Just so (laughs) the efficiency that could have been right. So I'm excited to share this with somebody who might need to hear it. It's kind of like buying Bitcoin when it first started. I know if I just. Or my yeah. favorite really is the S and P five hundred. I'm not really a Bitcoin kind of person, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm interested in hearing it too because I do like efficiency strategies, but I do live in a very distractible world as a homeschool mm. mom. My kids are in my face a lot, in a good way. So I'm interested to hear how you do this managing multiple businesses with work from home spouse. You've got a lot of the cows, the pigs, all the distractions. So yeah, let's hear. Let's hear it. Awesome. So this is a three-step system. Could be a five-step system for people. So we'll talk about the, you know, why it's a three-step, five-step system here in a second. And like I said, I basically got to this point because I was like, just feeling like I had a thousand things to do. Didn't really know, you know, it's like, where do I start with my day? You know, trouble figuring out what's most important, what's going to, you know, create the most impact. So that's what kind of got me to that moment. I've tried different planners in the past. You know, some of this actually comes from, whereas, you know, stuff that I sort of liked about Michael Hyatt's paper planner that he has. And I forget what it's called. It's been a few years since I've used it. But the problem with it is one, you know, the paper and pencil having to write things down, it not going anywhere electronically and man managing that on a daily basis. So that didn't really fit for me. But here, I think this is, here are some of the things that I think make this system powerful. And so it's things that I think, you know, if people are trying to figure out their own system, maybe should think through, okay? So one, I think it forces some mid to long range thinking. You know, it's always good to have an idea of like where you wanna go, right? So I do think long-term planning is important. Problem with long-term planning is that you set this goal and maybe you're like, this is what I'm going to be doing by the end of the year. And it's like too long of a plan, right? And so many things come up during the year that maybe have cause you to have to change course that it can be hard to actually take practical steps towards it, right? So on the flip side, I think that, you know, this system, I needed something that's going to break down my mid to long range goals into something that was a little bit more bite-sized and practical. So I wanted that balance between short and long-term goals. I needed something that was super practical. Like, you know, some of these systems out there, it's like, you need to spend an hour just organizing, Right. And it's like, I don't, <laughs> I don't have an extra hour in my day just to get organized or just to, you know, reflect at the end of the day or whatever. It's like the goal set just for the purpose of setting goals, like people who really enjoy things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's no time for something like that. So it needs to be practical and really it needs to be something I can do in a few minutes. Also something like to your point, it needs to kind of make space and account for life a little bit too, because there are, you know, there's more to life than work. (laughs) So, you know, wanted to make sure that it accounted for life. And I don't know about you, but this is one of my things. I'm one of those people who will make a list just so I can cross things off. And I'll include things on that list that aren't really that important, but it feels oh. good to be able to cross things off. Heck yeah. I'll add stuff to the list that I already did that wasn't on the paper just so I can cross it off. Exactly. Absolutely. And yeah. there is, but there's a danger in that for people like me, at least where I'm like, now I'm, you know, my list might be super long, but 
what had I really achieved that day? And I'd be looking at it and I'm like, really? Okay, so I don't know. I emailed that person back and that somehow made it on my list as if it's, you know, something that actually moves the needle and it doesn't, right? So I needed to make sure that I was getting focused on the most important things. And so this is kind of the system that I came up with. One, I have a whiteboard. It's actually one of those cool little like blackboards, but you know, dry erase type markers, forget what they're called. I'll take a picture of it. I'm actually planning on doing a YouTube video so people can actually see the blackboard. So there'll be a YouTube video released with this episode. So if you're interested in seeing how I organize this, you'll be able to see it. But basically I start with a column all the way to the right of the blackboard. And it says this month. All right. And it has the three businesses listed and there's only enough space to put one goal for that month. So for the month, what would be the most important thing I can do for that business? Something that's going to make an impact, actually move things forward. All right. So like organizing a file cabinet, that kind of thing, probably not that anybody has a file cabinet, <laughs> organizing your digital file cabinet. Some, I mean, I know I could organize the tabs. I mean, the, uh, the icons on my desktop, but um, oh, that yes. probably doesn't count. Right. So, so bigger things, not necessarily just revenue goals, because obviously for each one of those things, it would be grow in revenue, mm-hmm. grow in client acquisition, but it could be like prepare for the black Friday sale. Could that be a monthly goal? Yeah, that could be it. I mean, so one of my goals actually for this month for Davey and Krista was planning and recording all of the content for the rest of the year for Q4, right? In part because we're getting ready, you know, to have, Krista's getting ready to have our second son and we'd like it for it to be a less busy season, right? I would say typically though, you know, that probably wouldn't usually make it on as a monthly goal. Although I think it's, you know, probably still a pretty good one. And to your point about revenue, yeah, I agree. Like it wouldn't be necessarily a revenue goal, but it might be something that moves you to a revenue goal. All right. I start at the month. That's the farthest out that I'm planning. It's not that I'm not thinking about what I want to do for the quarter or for the year, but for me, it's just you know, looking at things in 30 day sprints is very manageable. And I found that it makes me a lot more productive than goals that are 365 days out. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, and things change. I mean, you have to prepare to be flexible and I feel like a year out, you could develop a new product or you could decide to ditch a new product and your plans have changed. So to me, it saves you, it's more efficient to kind of plan a little bit more short-sighted, if that makes sense. Yeah. And one of the pieces of content that we'll be rolling out with in December here is basically how to do a year-end review and look ahead to the next year. And I definitely think that's still important and valuable. But on a daily basis, when I see this board, I am thinking 30 days out, right? And I'm setting goals to achieve whatever that 30-day goal is. So that's the first column is this month. Then the next column is this week. So by the end of the week, what do I need to have done that will get me that much closer to the goal I have for the month? All right. So for instance, on my board right now, you know, remaining 2021 content is the month on my board right now is to finish recording YouTube videos. All right. So that's one of the things I have to wrap up and that will help me get to that end of month goal. All right. But again, you'll notice it's only one thing. All right. I'm limiting myself to one thing per each of the businesses. I would say if you just have a business, like one business, going up to three things is probably okay. All right. But I would keep it, you know, I wouldn't have a list greater than three things. And so would you say, would you say that those are the things you're focusing on as a CEO of, let's say, JV and Krista? because your team members are helping move other things forward. Cause clearly there are other things that need to happen that week. 
Yeah, I mean, and that's something good to clarify too, is, you know, kind of whose goals are these? I could see them being team goals where, you know, maybe if you implemented this system for your entire team, you have the month goal up there and it's a shared goal. And then different people have different things they need to complete along the way. But for me, these are things I have to take care of. So there are you know, pieces of this that are going to fall on other people. Like for instance, YouTube videos, like I don't edit my own YouTube videos. So that's going to go to somebody else. But the way that we structure like our team setup in terms of like task management, you know, we use ClickUp for that. So it doesn't really need to be built into the system. This is for me to stay hyper-focused. And something that sounds like only you can do. Yeah, exactly. Like, so these are my specific goals. Like I'm not listing what team members tasks are here and there very well might be supporting tasks. And one thing I'll get to in a minute here are some of the sort of auxiliary systems that I used to support this one. So that's this week. And then of course I have a, this day. All right. And so it's what I need to do today to get myself closer to, you know, the goal for the end of the week, which will get me closer to, you know, the goal for the end of the month. All right. And those are my three columns. That's it. All right. At the end of every day, something is either checked off that list or it's not because I limit it to one thing. It's very achievable. All right. And that's really what I'm trying to stay focused on is, okay, what do I need to do that's of actual impact that is going to make me feel like, you know, at the end of the day, I really got something of substance done. Yeah. How do you tie in your personal life to those things? So that's a good question. So one of the other activities I did, so I have these three columns, you know, I would say nine times out of 10, you know, whatever I put on for that day gets done. I will say because I'm doing, you know, I have three different businesses. So some days I might only have for the today column, only two of three of the businesses might have something listed because it might be like, for instance, one business task I know is going to take me all morning and I'm going to have to devote myself to two of these three businesses today. Right. So you know, that occasionally happens too. But again, it makes me very, I think I'm much more intentional about setting goals too, because I want to actually reach those goals. So I'm not setting these really lofty, like, you know, I'm going to record content for all of 2022 this month, you know, something like that. Right. So I have those three columns, but then I also put together a list of like 10 things. And I have this written on another whiteboard. You don't have to, you don't have to buy 10 whiteboards for this. You could write this down on a piece of paper. I like using whiteboards because, you know, they're hanging up in my office. Like it's something, if I look to, to my left, it's what I see, right? So something that is a visual reminder of what I need to have done. But anyways, I made a list of if, when I have a great day, why is it that I have a great day? All right. And this is both work and personal life. All right. And so some of the things that I came up with were, for instance, like I have a great day typically when I get up early. All right. When I don't sleep in, I think the beginning of the day is like the only part of the day that you can really control, you know, like no one's sending me emails at four in the morning. All right. So when I get up then, like I'm going to be able to work for at least three hours before people start landing in my inbox and, you know, placing their demands on my time. And I'm going to get up and that's, you know, three hours earlier than my son gets up, you know? So again, a little, (laughs) a little more control over my day. So I have a good day when I get up early, when I eat well, let's see, I have my list over here. When I get a workout in, all right, even if it's a small, something that I have to just squeeze in when I have a plan for the day, week and month, all right, which again, that kind of played into the system that I created. Limit time on devices. That's something that I've been really bad about this week and maybe has been top of mind is I've just found myself picking up my phone, you know? And that's why I think putting your phone in a drawer somewhere or something else that I've been doing, I have a Bible that I put on top of my phone, all right? And so the rule that I've placed for myself is that if I want to go pick up my phone for some just random reason, right, I have to read 
a chapter before I do that. And it really does. It keeps me more intentional. And one thing that it's also, you know, when you have like that intermediate step for me, it's like, oh, a, you know, kicking the pants of like, oh man, you reach for your phone a lot. Right. And not you, I'm saying that to myself. Like oh, I reach same. for my phone a lot, you know, like whenever yeah. something gets hard, like I'm writing a blog article and all of a sudden, like, you know, I can't figure out the next sentence. It's like, I just distract myself from by reaching for my phone. So this helps uh, me do that. And you could probably do that for people could take that same tip, appropriate it in all sorts of different ways, do something fun, learn something new. And then of course, if I'm getting up early, I got to go to bed early. So those are the things that I listed for myself. And so I have on this, you know, on the same blackboard that I have those three columns, I have three other things, exercise, learn, and fun. And so I put what I'm going to do for those three categories that day. All right. So today I have to lift for exercise for learning. I'm working on a new course, you know, which I don't have to go into now. And for fun, typically it's something with Jack, you know, so today we're going to do a little excursion. So, and those are the three things that I'm going to do today for those categories. And that's kind of my, you know, like life category, right? So that's how I organize sort of my time. And I found that really beneficial. It keeps me very focused on, you know, my short and mid range goals. All right. Uh, I found that it makes me very productive because I'm actually getting something that moves the needle done every single day versus doing a lot of busy work, which feels busy, you know, <laughs> but doesn't necessarily mean you're doing anything of meaning. And yeah. I feel like what it does, like you mentioned, the, the main key of it is that you're doing really intentional items. There's nothing worse than, and I was starting to feel that a little bit today. So this is a day that my kids, they go to school twice a week and then they're home the other days. So this should be the day that I knock things out of the park. I'm starting to feel a little bit bad. I, I knew this podcast recording was coming at 12 my time. And I was like, I have an hour and I need to knock out these things and be super intentional during this time. And so just having a goal setting sheet or my bullet journal really helps me focus on that. And then like you mentioned for me, taking a walk around the neighborhood is really important now that it's not a million degrees outside. Dinner on the table. And then I like that my fun category is probably like a home buddy type evening where we don't have something going on. Yeah. So yeah, where you just feel like overall over, and we're human, we kind of need everything. We can't just focus on one thing. So nurturing those different parts of our life. So I love that. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I think that like you just suggested, there's so many other parts of your day that go into making you feel like you had a really good day, right? And so I think that just that, and, and maybe that's where people should start is like list out 10 things that, you know, if those things happen during your day, it's going to be a pretty good day. And I think there's just a few really core parts, you know, and for me, it's a lot, a lot of it's just taking care of myself, right? Like eating well, getting up early and go to bed early, you know? regardless of what else happens during the day, that usually makes a difference in my day. Exercise, same thing, you know, going for a run can really, you know, if you have a, a tough day at work, you know, going for a run really helps me. So, but I have found that the, you know, that specific three-step system around this day, this week, and this month really helped me be productive. I will mention a few things. One, I still use an app called To-Do. It's T-E-U-X-D-E-U-X. It's like, a pretty simple to-do list software in browser. So not really software, I guess, but in browser app. And that's where I keep my to-do list every single day. And so, because you might be asking yourself, okay, well, what about something that you know you need to do tomorrow, 
where does that go? Well, I still keep that in my to-do list. And there's all sorts of things that I keep in my to-do list. And of course, I've closed all my browsers out right now. That might be things that are important for me to remember to get done, like to call somebody, like call somebody back or pay a bill or you know something like that. But I don't need that up on the board. Like that's, the, that's one of those things that I know is going to take me five minutes. What I really need to focus on is you know, today to record a YouTube outline so that I can record YouTube videos at the end of the week right? So I use to do. And then Chris and I also use Google Calendar as well. And really, that's where, like, that's how I know if something I'm about to schedule is going to conflict with something we have going on as a family or something I have going on with Krista as well. So it's not like I've completely detached myself from some of these other online systems, but I no longer use those as ways to organize the most important thing I need to do when it comes especially to work because I think it falls into the list as just one of a lot of other things, right? So when you're looking at that to-do list and it's long because you have, I don't know, you have to cut the yard today and you have to call this guy back and you know, you have to make sure you pick up your kids from school at a certain time, right? Oh, and you need to do content planning for the rest of the month, right? It's like, well, you know, I'm going to check off all these other things because content planning might seem hard or I don't really feel like it right now or whatever. And then you get to the end of the day, and you're like, yeah, I feel like I did stuff, but I didn't really do stuff. You know what I'm saying? I used to set up a matrix and I still kind of do where I have high mental task and low mental task. I didn't read this from someone. It's probably out there in a book somewhere, but I try to avoid doing low mental tasks like laundry or even like you know, running errands during my highest mental task time. So for you, Mm -hmm. it sounds like between 4 and 7 a.m. might be your best time to do something that feels hard. Plus it's at the beginning of the day. So you get it done. And then things like mowing your lawn, it doesn't take that much mental effort, some physical, I guess, to get out there and do it. So I just try to make sure I don't align the things that are easy during the time that my brain is like the most productive and active. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's great advice too. And I think like getting nuanced with that as well and uh, realizing that you might have two productive parts of the day. Like for me, I noticed that my most productive part of the day for sure is early morning, right? Into close to mid morning. But then I really have trouble like finding energy between, let's say like somewhere between noon and three, I feel like I hit sort of this like, oh my gosh, I'm tired. I want to nap. I want to, you know, do anything else. But then, you know, typically around 3.30 or 4, I have another spurt of energy, you know? And so like realizing kind of those nuances of your day and and planning accordingly, I think is just a really powerful exercise, especially if you have a family getting on the same page with like, let's say a spouse around that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's it. Any other questions about that? I was going to ask you, so you mentioned, I was just going to plug this. The name of the planner is the Full Focus Planner, and it's a quarterly planner, right? Did you ever read Michael Hyatt's book as well, where it's called, it's all about this concept. It's your best year, a five-step plan for achieving your most important goals. Yep. I read the book. I thought it was excellent. I can't, you know, it's funny. It's, I've read it. Let's see. I'm trying to remember what year. It was before Jack was born. So it's been at least three years since I've read it. I remember reading it and thinking, oh, wow, this is great. Like I read it in December, I think, or January, maybe at the latest and thought like, oh, you know, like this is going to, this is really great reading for the end of the year or the beginning of the year. Got the quarterly planner and then just found that like I used it for a little bit and then it just kind of 
it kind of faded, you know. But you took away a lot from the book and the ideas, so for be a sure good place to, to start if you're looking to kind of unpack the five step or the three step system. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm jealous of people who can find a planner that they stick to religiously. You know, like that. Hey, this is what I've been using for. The only thing that's been as cl- like even nearly close to that is to do that online you know, to-do list. That's the only like organizational tool that literally I've probably been using that for, I mean, I would say at least five years, but it might be like closer to a decade now. Wow. You've been using it that long. I mean, we've been been talking about it for a while, but I didn't realize it was even around that long. I I don't know if I've been using it for a decade quite, but like I've been using it for a long time and that's the only like sort of tried and true tool and sort of the different systems. And, and, you know, it's funny if people go back and they listen to the different productivity episodes that we've done, you know, I think from before having kids to you know, having Jack to now like seasons change. And so I think like reading a book like Michael Hyatt's kind of doing some reflection on, you know, sort of what do you want to be true of your day? You know, what goes into you feeling like you had a great day and starting there and then sort of like, you know, just reverse engineering a system for that. You know, I think that's, you know, whether people end up using this system that like I've created for myself, I don't think is important, but hopefully people start thinking, you know, if if someone's feeling like, oh, I need something like that. Hopefully if you're listening, this is a good place to start. Yeah, definitely a good start. Cool. Well, Vanessa, thank you so much for those listening. Vanessa's coming on soon. So this episode's being released in December, I think, or November. I don't know, but a month or two from now and from the time we're recording this at least, but Vanessa has already committed to coming back on the the podcast for our annual Pinterest episode. So we're going to be doing a Pinterest for 2022 episode coming up soon. That one we'll have to live stream. I'll actually, you know, get dressed out of joggers and a sweatshirt for that one. Oh, that sounds good. It, it'll be a fun party because Pinterest has been so, it's just, it's changed so much in the last year. Good and different and it wants to be more social. And so we're going to talk about all those features. Yeah. Can't wait. Thanks, Vanessa. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to the Brands That Book Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review in iTunes. For show notes and other resources, head on over to deviancrista.com. 